And hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Kimboology. Episode three, episode tres. Ah, oh, this is so much fun, guys. I officially launched and I got some really good feedback from everybody. So that made me feel really good to know that I'm just like not here talking to myself and my partner and my cat. Um, <laughs> and that actually somebody wants to hear this. So this is kind of nice. So, but this is my third episode, still young spring chicken. So let's get it popping, right? Um, I have some fun things to talk about today. Lots of good, good stuff. So I just want to dive right in it. And it is only me today. So it's a solo episode with just Kimbo. Um, so yeah, let's get started. Um, I'm going to um, just start us off with our first segment of the day um, or the week, uh, shall I say, um, which is sexy sustainability. Um, and yeah, so just I wanted to just give you guys a fun tip um, because with everything that's going on with covid um, you know, and everything. I know people are, you know, times are hard and people's finances aren't always in, you know, the best shape right now. Um, especially with the government just fucking ignoring us and not helping us out. Um, fuck them. Yeah. So yeah, uh, obviously there's many different things you can do to try to make extra cash. One thing that I try to do, or I do, I have done for quite some years now is I just sell things on eBay. Um, just anything and everything. eBay's an awful platform to just sell your used goods, new goods, whatever you have. Um, so a lot of us girls has lots of things in our closets that we don't really necessarily need. And um, so, yeah, I've just been selling lots of things. But with that being said, um, when you have to ship those items to the person that bought the stuff from you, you have to use packaging, correct? Right. So what I love to do, and I suggest everyone out there in the world that does um, do this whole selling items on eBay, Poshmark, Etsy, whatever have you, um, you shop online, right? Everybody fucking does. So you always get those Amazon packages or those, you know, other packages, those extra like packing peanuts and boxes even, all of those shipping packages that you have, save them because then you can just reuse them for when you sell things on eBay. And that's what I do. So say I sell a dress on eBay um, and I have, I save and I also, you know, ask my friends and family to give me their old packages, like their old uh, packaging from Amazon, what have you. Um, and I use them again. So I just take that you know, take the dress, put it in the packaging, retape it. And then usually there are old labels that are on there. I'll just put the new label and hide the old label right on top. And I can just save money. Not only are you saving money on not buying packaging, but you're saving the planet because all this single use items that only are used once, these single use plastics, plastic bottles that are, you know, water bottles are the fucking worst thing on the planet. I hate them. Please guys don't buy them. Please, please, please. Um, we'll get more into that later because I have that's a huge hatred of mine is fucking water bottles. I hate those plastic water bottles. But yeah, so always, always just save those. I mean, if you're not the type of person to sell your items and things like that, try to find different ways to reuse those things, right? Because all these single use items are really destroying the planet because you get them, you know, you take your thing that you bought out of whatever, you know, dildo, whatever the fuck you bought, and then you throw it away, right? But that's just like so wasteful, right? And that's a huge carbon, carbon, sorry, footprint that we have on the planet. So in order to do that, I try to, um, yeah, save money and also reuse things. So yeah. So reusing Amazon packages for eBay is what I do. So yeah. So that was today's sexy sustainability, really short and sweet. Um, 
So yeah, it's time to dive right on in. Let's go to recycle. Recycling these news. So I know that you guys are kind of, if you guys have been living under a rock, um, you know, the whole unrest with uh, everything that's going on with these horrible shootings of unarmed black men, um, colored people in general. Um, The latest one was Jacob Blake. So Jacob Blake was an unarmed, yeah, an unarmed um, black man that apparently, now this is all just kind of like, I've been getting all this information just from different news sources, Chicago Magazine, Times Magazine, all this stuff. But, um, but basically the whole gist of it was, you know, this man was, there's a video also of him, you know, there was like a disturbance that was called in, um, a domestic disturbance, but apparently what was allegedly told was that he was actually trying to um, be an mediator between two women that were arguing. So it didn't have anything to do with him, but he was going back to his vehicle where his three young children were in the car and was shot in the back by this officer numerous times while he was turned back. And so now he is still in the hospital struggling for his life, but he was that, you know, from what his father said that he's paralyzed from that. So there has just been a lot of um, unrest in Kenosha, um, Wisconsin. So that has started because of this whole, um, you know, Jacob Blake incident. So basically what happened there was um, there was an incident where there was protest that was going on. And um, this piece of shit, I cannot stress that enough, 17 year old, 17 years old, right? From Bumblefuck, Illinois, right? AR strapped to his fucking, you know, arm. And he shot, shot and killed three people. Well, actually, he killed two and injured one. And this little white fucking teenager, he just like walked away, you know? And it's just so infuriating how this, this, this child can just get away with this. And yet we have still to this day have not arrested the cops of Bri- for Brianna T- Taylor. I'm sorry, for Brianna Tyler. Like, I don't get it. I just don't understand. I mean, I actually do get it because, you know, racism. But it's just so infuriating that this is just a continuous thing and that we are protesting. You know, I, I even see, which is so awesome, um, now there's athletes that are, you know, protesting and they're actually saying, like, they're not going to work. So, yeah, that's heavy on my heart because the fact that, I mean, so again, this was this, this, you know, the whole hugely unrest that started during the quarantine COVID period was because of George Floyd. But obviously this has been happening. There's numerous, numerous, numerous names. And the fact that the names just keep, keep adding on, is just really, really infuriating and super sad. And yeah, I mean, I don't know what else there is, you know, I, it's just something that I'm a hugely ashamed of for being a part of, you know, living in a, a citizen of the United States, because this is something that is very common in a sense to like, I mean, I'm, I live in Chicago, right? I know that all the shit that goes down, especially in the South side, you know, I grew, I was born West side of Chicago. So it's just like, but I just can't begin to just, fathom the hurt that his three young children are going through I mean those bullets are loud as fuck and you are shooting like how close 
he was to those children shooting this man in his back several times. Like the trauma that these kids have to go to go through for the rest of their lives is just, it's just so, it's so sad. And I, I can't even like, I'm just stumbling right now because it just makes me so fucking mad. So I just encourage everyone out there to just do their part. Meaning, you know, obviously I'm sorry. Like I'm black, you know, I'm a, I'm a, black woman in America and I'm the lowest of the low, you know what I'm saying? Don't get no lower except unless I was a, a trans gay woman as well, you know, trans black woman that could be lower than the low, but you know, it's just the fact that we, we can only do so much in our, in our positions because this is something, this is a white problem. It was created by white people. So the, y'all need to fix this. Simple as that. Like racism, systemic racism, fix it. It's not something that we created. So I don't want to dive too much. I will be here all fucking night if I have to keep talking about this. And I don't want to be super, super negative because I do have some really cool things to talk about and some good tips to give you guys. But I just wanted to address that because that's really, really heavy on my heart. And I wanted to make that known. Um, so please, I'm, I'm hoping and hoping. I just, again, this is an ongoing, you know, incident that just happened. So... Uh, I did see that there might have been a case that was just opened up in regards to this, you know, Jacob Blake case. So hopefully I think I heard the FBI was going to be getting involved. So hopefully Jacob Blake can get justice and justice for his family and those babies, those three babies that were in the car. I mean, I pray to God. So anyways, moving right along. So I want to dive on in to today's topic, and that is one of my fucking favorites and that is travel your girl loves to fucking travel right i love to travel so damn much guess what me and my partner are about to do we about to jump on a plane (laughs) in the world of covid and go our ass to arizona i know i know you guys can talk all the shit you want but you know what if i'm gonna (laughs) go out i'm gonna go out traveling god damn it because i love it too much to not do it so uh, and, you know, my I actually had a me and my partner had a trip to a whole month long trip to Asia that was, you know, drastically postponed to who knows when the fuck we get to do that. We were supposed to go to Thailand, Taiwan. We were supposed to go to Vietnam, um, possibly China, like a month long away in Asia. And I was going to have him come and meet my family and my friends in Thailand um, because I am I am a dual citizen. My mom is. Um, from Bangkok, Thailand. And um, yeah, I'm Thai. So I go there very much. I go there very often and I love Thailand. It's a huge part of my heart. And I wanted to share that with him and I can't do that. So um, because I think right now, if you do decide to go to Thailand, they quarantine your ass for 14 days. So it's like, even if you do decide to go, you better go for at least a month because then you're gonna be quarantined for 14 days. And then after that, then you can actually get, you know, enjoy the country. So, and most people who has that time, you know, 14 days, it's a lot of people's, you know, in America's standpoint of like time off, especially right now, if you have a fucking job. Um, yeah, that's not going to happen. So, but the good thing with that is that travel, um, is just so huge and a lot of people are itching. So I actually saw this article by travel and leisure.com and it's a survey that they did. And they said the survey sound, um, it found that, Nearly half, 48% of respondents felt that not being able to travel makes them feel anxious and stressed. And three in four consumers, 78%, noted that traveling is 
one of the top activities they miss the most right now. And I am definitely a part of that 78%. Um, I definitely miss that the absolute most. I miss travel so, so much. Um, I'm a huge traveler. I've been to 34 countries in total. Um, and I actually have a blog. Um, it's in the show notes, Kimboology.com. And I actually wrote a blog post because back um, in 2015, I actually went on a three-month-long backpacking trip alone. And I did that. Uh, out of my own pocket. And from there, uh, I did, I think I was, I visited 14 countries. Yeah, I did 14 countries. And for example, the, all the flights that I used that the, all the flights that I took for those, um, the major flights that I took, meaning like to go back and forth, I did five major flights and that only cost $508. Oh yeah. Oh Yeah. I know, right? You guys are all like, what the fuck is this bitch? What the fuck is she doing? Like, how the fuck did she only pay $508? Like, one fucking flight is like more than $500, right? Right. So, what I wanted to share with you guys was some tips on how how you can do that, right? Meaning, you can actually travel, but not spend as much money as you would think. There is ways, right? Um, Now, because of COVID, traveling is kind of like, you know, obsolete right now. But... You can still do this method to so that way when we actually can travel again, you're good to go and you don't have to spend tons and tons of money. Again, I'm just going to go a little bit into it, diving in, but this whole thing is on my blog on KimbaLogically.com. But what's the number one thing super, super, super important that you do need, though, in order to do this is good fucking credit. Good credit. Yes. So if you don't have good credit, I do apologize. This method might not work for you um, because that is the way I did this. I now this method that we did, like in the travel backpacking world, there was this term that we use called churning. Right. So churning was a term we used that basically what you would do is that whenever you have a bill, whenever you have any sort of thing to pay, anything at all, chips, a drink, like phone bill, anything that you have to pay, always, always, always do that with a credit card. Don't ever use a debit card. That's a waste of points, right? You're not gaining anything out of just using your debit card to pay for things at all. Okay. So what the thing, what you need to do is that obviously with good credit in that method, you can get a good credit card, right? Now I'm only speaking to the people with good credit. I'm sorry guys, if you don't have good credit, but this is just really for my good credit people. Um, and a lot of, a lot of credit cards will have these promotions, right? Tons and tons of promotions though, who have like United has this promotion quite often, 40,000 bonus, you get 40,000 miles, bonus miles when you spend a thousand dollars in the first three months. Um, and then sometimes they even have a higher promotion than that. They have like you, if you spend a thousand dollars, you get 50,000 miles, um, bonus miles, right? So uh, basically all these credit cards have these kind of little incentives to opening them right now. You have to be very good about managing your money and watching your credit very, very closely. That's super, super important. So if you do, if you are the type of person to just take your credit card and just swipe, swipe, swipe and not watch your credit, uh, watch what you're spending. I don't recommend this method either. Okay. This is people for that are really diligently watching what they spend and seeing the total because 
you have to spend the thousand dollars in a certain amount of time, right? The three months to get that bonus, you know? So once you get that bonus, that's 40,000 bonus miles that you have. That's literally a round trip flight anywhere, mostly. I mean, they've, depending on how, where you want to go, sometimes things have changed. I mean, back when I did this in 20, 2015, I literally was able to book a whole flight um, there and back to Thailand for, for like 50,000 miles. It was just like, boom, that was one, that was one trip right there. Right. So I would use the miles and then I think you would only have to pay like a little, like a little increment, like a, I don't know, $22 tax fee or something like that. Um, but yeah, that's basically how I did it. So I, um, back in 2015, I had a job. I was a graphic designer for four years. I hated it, hated my life, really wanted to travel. One of my best friends, Senya, she incur- she inspired me to travel and cause she was a huge traveler and I'm going to have her on too. And we're going to talk more about that, um, later on in other episodes, but she inspired me. And so I decided to take a leave of, I, I just went on a sabbatical. I took a leave of absence. I was like 23, I think. Yeah. I was really, I was like, fuck this shit. I was like young, you know, I was in a relationship, but that wasn't really going anywhere. So I was just kind of like, Hmm, you know, I really want to travel. You know, it's really, really important to me. So, and I wanted to backpack. Like I hated, I was, I'm a tourist. So I, I hate, I hate being uncomfortable. Like I needed to sleep in my own bed. It was like super important to me to like, even when I would go out my girls, like I would go out my girls, we get fucked up, party all night. And, you know, which was dangerous. You know, I might be, I still, I was like drunk still and, you know, but I still had to go home and be in my bed. And even if that meant driving, like I would do that. And I, was, I know it's irresponsible, but I was like, nah, I need to be in the comfort of my own bed. And I kind of, I hated that. I hated that I needed that comfort. Otherwise I didn't feel I didn't feel right. You know, um, like my girls be like, Hey, sleep on my couch, sleep, sleep, you know, sleep over. And I was like, "Mm, nah, I'm going to go home, you know? So that really pissed me off. It just, it just bugged me that I needed that. So what better way to get out of your comfort zone, right? Than forcing your ass to get on a fucking plane and only have a backpack and live in other countries, live all over the world. Like I did it, you know, I, I needed to do it. It's just something that was like itching my soul, you know? So, um, so basically in that trip, uh, I flew like, uh, let's see, I actually have this all written out on my blog. So I'm kind of reading from it cause it's been, listen, it's 2020. It's been some years. So I don't fucking know. I don't, I don't remember every detail I did back then. Um, but I went from like Chicago to Thailand. I redeemed the 40,000 miles through United and I paid $80. I went from Chicago to London. I redeemed 30,000 miles through Alaskan and I paid $195. Portugal to Chicago, I used 65,000 miles through American Airlines, and I paid $195. Um, Japan and New York redeemed 35,000 miles through British Airlines, paid $146. And then New York to Chicago, and I redeemed 12,500 miles through American Airlines and paid $5.60. So that total of five flights were $508. Okay? Okay? I mean, you guys... I'm not rich. Like, this is something we all can attain, especially if you have good tra- credit. So, like, all those flights there, and those are big places. Like, I wasn't just going to, like, you know, New York or anything like that. I was going to leaving the country, going across the world. And, yeah, I didn't have to pay that much. So I was really, really, you know, diligent about churning, right? I, I got all these credit cards. I, I accumulated all these miles, I told my job, go fuck yourself, you know, I'm leaving for three months. I 
told my family, I love you, but I need to do this and I'll be back. But see you when I see you. I didn't really tell my parents, like, you know, at that time, you know, my mom and dad were here and, you know, I didn't really tell them the details because that's kind of scary. Just, you know, telling, oh, I'm just going to go and sleep on couches and, you know, because I didn't have any, I didn't know anybody, you know, I just fucking got up and just went. So the first, but the first place though, I did go to was Thailand. And that's because Thailand is like my safe haven. You know, I did have one of my good, good friends, Pirada. She, I went to college with and she moved back home, back to Thailand. And I went to go visit her first. And we spent like a good month together. And I just was like, you know, she was, you know, she taught me Thai because I still didn't really know how to speak Thai fluently. You know, Um, I still don't. It's just tough when you don't have a lot of practice. Um, Thai is not something we speak at home. So, um, yeah, so I, you know, was practicing Thai with her and I went to visit her first. And then from there, I left her and I decided to go and travel all through Thailand. And I went to Chiang Mai. I went to Pai. Bai is another way, way to say it. Uh, the first place when I when I finally left her, I went and I went to Chiang Mai and I met these like two fucking like L.A. boys. Um, they were really young, but they were like companions, you know, and I was like, cool. And they were like, hey, we're going to go to Pai, Pai, this place, you know, like three hours in the, in the mountains. You want to go? I was like, fuck it. Let's go. You know, I didn't have a fucking plan. And I went and it was like the best decision I've ever made in my entire life. Like I was like, this is everything. But at that time, I like was super, super scared still to leave Parada because I was just kind of like, fuck, am I really doing this? Am I really about to go backpack by myself in this country alone? Like I was like so terrified, you know, but then I literally remember being in Chiang Mai and I was like, God, you know, I need you to watch out for me. You know, like I'm not feeling a thousand percent on this, you know, and then literally I met those guys and they were like, Hey, you know, do you want to come traveling with us? We're going to go to pie. And I was just like, cool. Okay. You know? And it, from there, like, you know, living, like going to pie, like it was just the most beautiful little quaint, it's a backpacker city boots. So like literally like, I mean, white hippies running around, you can rent your own motorbike and just run around and ride around. It's just so fucking awesome. They speak English there. So, cause it's like a backpacker, it's like an expat town. Um, and, uh, yeah, but from there I was like, there was all this drama that went down. I mean, these fucking two boys were so, they were just young and they were just, you know, trying to like, okay. I always told myself when I would be staying in hostels, like, I'm like the most, the worst thing that can act that, that can fucking happen while staying in a hostel is for me to be like sharing a dorm. So like a hostel is like basically like a dorm room, right? You're in a college, you have a dorm room and you have all these bunk beds, right? That's basically what a hostel is. And like when you're backpacking, you're, that's how you're actually staying. You're staying, you're sharing a room with several different strangers and you can, some places will have co-ed and some places will actually have men and women. Um, but the cheaper places, they're just co-ed. So it's just find a bunk to sleep, you know? And I always told myself like, I'm like, please God, please don't let like, when I'm, when I'm sleeping, like have these people like be fucking in the same room with me. And like, that would be so fucking uncomfortable. Like I can't deal with that. And boom, what happened? That's exactly what happened to me in Pi. <laughs> I literally was stuck. And it was crazy because one of the fucking LA boys that I was with found some, I don't know, some, some other nomadic, you know, hippie and they got fucked up. And like, that was the same night that I got food poisoning 
So in our room, we were sharing a room, me and that fucking guy. And then he like wanted to bang this girl. And I was like, so sick. I was like throwing up and like, like in the bathroom in and out. And I was just like, so sick. And then boom, they come in drunk as fuck and bang all night long in the bathroom. I mean, tore it the fuck apart. Like I went in there after they, after they finally got done fucking and like passed out on the floor, I like moseyed myself into the bathroom to like puke again. And I mean, the fucking sink was like tore down the toilets. I was like, damn, mind you, this is like a small little, um, hutch. Like it wasn't like a very fancy cause this, these are hostels, you know? So it was like a small, tiny little like outdoor bathroom and they, oh, oh, I didn't even tell you the best part. It wasn't just him. It was him and that girl and his other friend and another chick. There was four people in that room in this tiny little bathroom. Sweaty, no AC, fucking all night. I'm all out there on the bed throwing up, just hating my entire life. I literally stayed up all night. I was just like, I had like, I, sh- I plugged my, e- my ears with my fingers and I was just like, fuck my life, fuck my life, fuck my life. So <laughs> needless to say, I woke up. You know, I got the fuck out of that room. I went to one of the other girls' rooms, um, one of the other random girls um, that I, like, met that earlier that day or something. And I was like, girl, can you please let me, can I please sleep on your floor? Like, I did not get any fucking sleep. Like, can I go in there and just, like, sleep for a few hours and, like, change? Because these niggas were fucking all night in my room and I could not fucking sleep. And she was just like, sure, that's fine. You know, whatever. So, whatever. So, right, that was the worst. The one thing that I didn't want to happen actually happened, right? And so... It's all uphill from there, right? I was like, well, fuck it. That shit already happened. That was awful, but I got through it. And by that time, I was sick of those fucking kids. Like, I was sick of those two boys. Like, I was like, you know, I need to get the fuck away from them. Like, I'm ready to finally go on my own and do this trip by myself. Like, I'm fucking ready, right? So uh, I left them. I said my goodbyes. You know, good luck to y'all, whatever. They were like, Kim, do you hate us? Like, we're so sorry. We see you as like a sister. I was like, fuck y'all peace like I was so pissed but whatever we were fine we we ended up being like friends on Facebook and Instagram for a while but um yeah whatever so yeah after that I left I went to Chiang Rai saw those the beautiful white temple in Thailand it was so gorgeous like I went by myself and from then on I just felt this utter enlightenment from traveling alone like I just felt this zen like peace and freedom like from leaving those guys and just yeah it was just the best feeling in the world. So, um, I definitely remember that I went to Shang Rai and then, yeah, I, I just, I stayed in Thailand was, Thailand's just a really special place. If you haven't gone, please go when COVID's over. Um, there's so many different parts of Thailand too. There's Bangkok, then there's, which is the city. Um, the main huge hub is a lot of international flights leave up, up in, in, in and out of Bangkok. Um, then there's the beautiful islands, um, the Phuket islands, like, um, PP, all those beautiful islands are there. Um, and then there's up north, there's Chiang Rai and Chiang Mai, which is kind of like the jungle side, lots of green. Um, that's where you can go and see the um, elephant sanctuary there where they actually don't, they save elephants there and they don't, um, you know, ride elephants. People that ride elephants, you guys, I can't stress to you enough. I did it. I, I didn't know, but I did it. Don't ride the elephants, Okay. That is, um, you're actually encouraging this, um, this atmosphere of like, of where they 
whip and they mistreat the animals um, to get them to be trained to give tourist rides for their whole lives. Um, this animal sanctuary does not let you ride the, the elephants. Um, you can feed them. They're a lot. They're in the they're in the wild. Like they're not caged up. But this is just a sanctuary where that you can go, and then the elephants do continue to come back because they know food's there. So it's a beautiful, beautiful place. It's in Xiang, Xiang Mai, um, Shang Mai. If you don't know what I just said, Xiang Mai or Shang Xiang Mai. Um, it's gorgeous, and it's such a beautiful, beautiful place. So um, if you love elephants, go there and do that. So that'll be cute one day when this is all over. Um, so yeah, uh, that was like one of the big major things I remember there. Um, I remember, oh, fuck, where did I go from there? I do remember during that, during that three month trip, I ended up going to Australia, uh, for the first time. And that's where I decided that I was going to move there. So I did live in Australia for a year, but I'll, I will go deeply into that in another episode because that's like a whole other thing. But I went to visit my friend, Yaya, that was living there. And she's dope as fuck. I met her through pole and me and her went out there and we were just like hanging out. And um, we went to I was in Sydney. I remember that. And I do remember, though, that the reason why I decided to move out to Australia was because I met this girl from Minnesota. And it's crazy because she doesn't even realize how much she affected my life. I remember we were at a hostel and she was like, I was like, hey, what are you doing here? And she was like, oh, I live here. I was like, really? I'm like, you live here? She's like, yeah. She's like, I'm like, where are you from? She's like, I'm from Minnesota. I'm like, oh, dope. You know, cause she had an American accent because everyone else there has, you know, the Aussie accent. And she was like, yeah, like, I'm a, I'm a au pair. I was like, oh, she's like, yeah, I like, you know, au pairs are like basically like living nannies. And I was like, dope. She's like, yeah. Um, and she's like, well, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm just backpacking. I'm just, you know, I'm traveling you know, for like a few months, you know, and she's like, dope. She's like, why don't you just move here? You know, I was like, hmm, you know, she's like, yeah, she's like, you know, you could apply for the, you know, working holiday visa and you can come out here, you can find a job. She's like, it's great. It's fucking dope out here. She's like, you know, like they love Americans out here. They love Americans. I was like, hmm. She's like, you can get a good job. Like you, they, you, they pay you more out here, you know, make some money, like fuck it, you know? And I was just kind of like, Okay, I literally kind of like was like, okay, whatever, you know, but as I continue to travel on that thought like that seed was planted in my head and I just like couldn't forget how that girl was just like, yeah, like I'm living in Australia and I was like, fuck, that sounds fucking dope. So she does. I don't even remember the chick's name. Like that's how like she so she impacted my life so much, but I don't even remember her fucking name some white girl from Minnesota. So shout out to you, white girl from Minnesota. I don't know who you are anymore, but yeah, you impacted my life a lot. So, cause she kind of just started this whole like nomadic, like itch that I just couldn't get rid of. So yeah, anyways. Um, yeah. So yeah, I remember I went to Australia. That was really amazing. Uh, I went to Japan, Ugh, fucking Japan. I went to Japan for the first time, Tokyo. I stayed in Tokyo. Ah, it was so, so great. I fucking love Tokyo. You guys, Japan is a place that I, is one of my favorite places on the planet. And I will go there. I've been there. How many times have I been there? I've been there twice. And I will keep going. Like, I will never stop going to Japan. It was great. Um, the first time I went, I went, with to I went to Tokyo. And, um, and then the second time I went to visit a friend that was living there. My friend Hedy, she was living in the Kansai region, which was like Kyoto and like, Osaka so um 
but Tokyo is just so dope. There's just such a unique, like, culture there. The food, guys, the fucking food, <sighs> the food is so good. The food is, like, like if, if you think sushi's good here, like, you don't know sushi until you go to Japan. And the thing is, like, even the, you know, like, when you go to, like, Mariano's, you get the, like, sushi rolls in the package that they pre-make for you or whatever. Nah. Like, even them shits in Japan are, like, the best sushi you'll ever have in your world, in, in your life. Like, I remember going to, like, a Japanese grocery store. I, like, because I, like, didn't have, I was, I was so, so hungry. And uh, I just got off a flight or whatever. And I was like, I need some fucking food. I'll just get some sushi from, like, the grocery store or whatever. I'll just eat that. And, like, it's cheap, whatever. So good. Like, the best, I was like, this is the best fucking sushi I've ever had in my life. It was so fucking good. So, yeah. Um... Japan is just such a fucking special place. And then it's just so unique. Like, you know, all the, like, Harajuku girls and, like, just the light, you know, traveling around there. Now, mind you, nobody speaks English. <laughs> Ain't nothing in English, you know? So, like, it's it's not impossible to get around if you don't know Japanese. I don't know any Japanese. Like, I, I didn't. But I was able to get around. Uh, because Japanese people, they're still very nice. Like, not only are they... They're, they're, they're not, they're not going to know, like, they're not going to understand, they don't understand English, most of them, but they are so nice that they will, like, do the best they can to, like, answer your question. So I remember being at the train station and being like, oh, I'm sorry, like, where is, you know, I would, like, write, I would show them, like, where I needed to go, and everything's in Japanese characters, so, like, you can't read shit, you know? And I remember, like, Japanese people be like, oh, oh yeah and they would point to like a certain way and smile and I was like oh th thank you I was like thank you you know and I'm just like they were like okay you know they're so cute so so cute you know um so even though they didn't understand me and I don't understand them they just still like you know the whole you can you can understand when people are just like you know using their arms it's just, it was just fucking hilarious but like there's just still that niceness like they'll still do their best to like help you which is so sweet um but it was shocking because I was like, I, I, you know, like every country you go to, like for the most part, like you, you, you know, you're going to find probably somebody that somebody that can understand knows a little bit of English, you know, but it was hard. Like there wasn't a lot of people in Japan that knew any English. So like, like even the young people, like, I don't know my, you know, American brain. I thought that the younger crowd, I'm like, oh, the younger crowd definitely knows a little bit of English. Like they teach them English in like, you know, their grade school or their high school. Nah. I remember going to like Forever 21 in like Japan and like trying to talk to the girl, the little teenage girl ringing me out. And she just looked at me like, bitch, I don't speak no English. What the fuck is this? You know, like, I don't understand you. You know, I was just like, oh, OK, you know. Um, yeah. So it's just it's funny because it's like people that aren't from people that in America think that like everyone out, out in the other countries out in the world, they all want to learn English or need to learn. English. Like, nah. Like, Japan is a fully functioning country. They don't need English. They don't need us to, like, function. Like, they don't need Americans. They don't need English. Like, yes, if you're a businessman, like, a Japanese businessman, like, yes, you're going to need to know English for, like, talking to the Jeff Bezos or whatever the fuck, you know what I'm saying? Like, but for the most part, everyday working people, they don't know English because they're able to do everything they, they can, and they, they don't need to know anything in English. They're like, fuck, this is Japan. Like, I need to, like, they have everything they need. They have good, you know? So, like that whole mindset like oh everyone wants to speak english or nah nah not no some people are just like uh, i don't fucking want to learn english fuck this shit you know so thought that was really interesting when i was there i was like okay you know but that place is just really really awesome um the hostels there are really cool too because the hostels 
are these little capsules that are um, like, they're little capsules, like little like dome looking like capsule. I think that's the only way I can explain it. And they're, they're like futuresque. Like it's like going in the future. It's really, really cool. Um, and and the, that place, I remember, remember from the incident from, from Thailand, right? Like the whole having sex in the room. I was like, fuck co-ed rooms. I'm not doing that shit anymore. Like, fuck that shit. But like in Japan, like Asian men are super respectful. Like they're not going to like do that. It's like an Asian culture thing, right? Like, so like I, did, I remember when I was in the capsules, I did co-ed and I didn't even see anybody. Like everybody was in their room. I never even saw another person. Like the men, oh my God, I was just like, what? There's other people in here? It was so great. So like, yeah, like the, like Asian men are never going to be like that disrespectful and like in that, you know, blatant way, you know, like Japan, like there's like this very like suppressed sexual energy there. Um, there is a seedy side, like there's this whole underground scene of like sex and, you know, that whole, that whole thing, whether you can go there and buy people's panties in the you know machine that was a thing before they don't I don't think they have them anymore like I didn't see them in everything that was a thing but there is this underground scene but for the most part the Japanese businessmen they're going to be super like straightforward and like I remember that because I remember when I was there and I was like damn that Japanese man looks so cute Ooh, what's up hey hey daddy what's up and like he didn't look at me at all he was just like oh he like put his put his head down right away like oh and I was like uh, oh, oh, you know and I remember my one friend I think my friend, De, uh, my friend, one friend, Dev, um, she's like half Japanese and she was like, oh, girl, no, they, they do like, I was like, oh, Japanese men don't like black girls. And he's like, she's like, no, they do. They do. You'll just never know it. But they do. Like, I was like, what? <laughs> she's like, yeah, they're never going to show you. They're never going to like, they're never going to like, you know, look at you or hit on you. Like, that's not something that they will do. That's not in their culture. But oh, yeah, they totally like want black girls. I was like, Whoa. I was like, OK, interesting, you know. But yeah, different culture. So like, I totally get it. I totally get it. So. Um, yeah, but Japan was just, I like smile so much when I think about Japan because it's just such a cool place to be at. Like, I was just like, oh yeah, I love it here, you know? Um, so, but one of the other, one of the places I went to when I was backpacking that I didn't care for was London. I didn't care for London. I, now I was backpacking, right? London is fucking expensive if you're a backpacker. (laughs) The British pound was no fucking joke. The British pound was no fucking joke. I think at that time it was almost like one American dollar was equal to like two dollars, um, British two British you know two dollars. Like it's like fuck you know like I was like this sucks you know, and the hostels in London were like some of the worst. It was like London, and I think it was Paris that were the worst um, worst hostels I've stayed at. The one in London was like this pub bar. It was like above a bar. And it was disgusting, dirty. Um, I remember it was like, and it was like $30 a night or something like that. And that's expensive for a backpacker. Like, especially if you're coming from Asia, like that was expensive. I was like, fuck out of here. Like, I think in, in Thailand, I was paying like $7 a night, $7 US a night to spend, to like, you know, to stay at the hostels there. And then you go from $7 to $30. I was like, damn, what the fuck, you know? It was like, yeah, 30, 35 bucks for a night. I was like, this sucks. And I was only in London for like three days, I think. And I was over it. I was over it. I didn't, I didn't like it. I, first of all, I didn't like the culture. There was no culture there. I was like, all right, I went to see the fucking, fucking, what do you call it? The, where the queen lives and shit and I fucking Big Ben and the fucking eye or whatever. I was like, okay, this is cute. But like, I like temples. I like culture. I like food. Like I, 
the food in London wasn't that great either. You know, like it was just like pub food. It was like fish and chips. I was like, this sucks. Um, the tube was kind of cool. The tube was like their, you know, public trans system. Um, that was kind of cool, whatever. Um, so yeah, I was just kind of like, this is trash. Uh, so I couldn't wait to get the fuck out of, uh, London because I was just, this is fucking expensive. I can't afford to be here no more. Um, yeah, I, I do remember that. And I was just like, fuck. But I remember the one in Paris. So I did stay at a hostel in Paris and that one was even worse, I think. Yeah, that one was even worse than the one in London because, so again, I had to do the co-ed thing because your girl was backpacking and I didn't have tons of money. And the co-ed rooms, even the co-ed rooms, like the cheapest co-ed rooms were like 30, 35 bucks. I was like, this is crazy. This is expensive, you know? So um, I remember, I think I, oh yeah. And I went and I got to Paris from Prague. I took a train and the, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I take that back. I, t from Germany. I was in Germany and I went to Paris and I took an 18 hour bus ride to get to Paris from Germany. Yes, it was 18 hours in a bus and it was like an overnight thing. You slept there, whatever, but it was 18 hours on a bus. I remember that that cost. It was super cheap, you know, like in Europe, if you're in Europe, backpacking around Europe to get around is actually quite cheap. If you don't, you know, if, if you're backpacking, like you can get around. I think the trip bus trip from Germany to Paris was around 30, 30 something bucks US. It was super cheap. So I was like, okay, boom, do that. So I got to Germany, to Paris, but I was 18 hours. Um, and I remember getting to my hostel and I was so like, oh, stinky tired. I just was like, oh God, you know, I can't wait to get into my hostel. And I remember I go into the room and there was two beds, bunk beds, and there was a fucking dude sleeping on the bottom bed I was like, oh, okay. It was just me and him. <laughs> and then I looked to my left, and in this little room, right? So there's a room, and there's a two bunk beds, right? There's just a bed, one bunk bed, and then two beds, right? And then I, as soon as I walk through the door, to my left, there is another door, and that is the door to the shower. Yeah. So, like, if you can envision walking into a room, this tiny little room, seeing your bed, you know, the bunk bed, and then looking to the left and seeing a shower door. So like legit, I had to shower so bad. I smell, it was 18 hours on a bus. And then, oh yeah, and then there was a shower door and then there was a small little sink right next to it. So like all in this one small room. So I was like, fuck, you know? And I was like, I need a shower. Like I, I smell so bad. Like so I did it. And I remember being in that room and being so fucking uncomfortable because I had to get naked. And this guy's like sleeping, quote unquote, on the bed, bunk bed. He's on the bottom bunk. I had to be on the top bunk. Um, so I like get naked. I have a towel around me. And then I like sneak into the door to shower up. The shower was like small and disgusting, whatever. And then, yeah. And then I had to get out. And I was like, you know what? It, it was late, too. I remember it was like seven, eight o'clock or whatever like that. But I was like, you know what? I don't want to sleep right now. I want to go see Paris. Like, I'm here. Like, I want to go to the Eiffel fucking Tower. Like, I've, this is what I've dreamed of for my whole life, you know? So I remember getting out of the shower, changing, and just immediately leaving and going straight to the Eiffel Tower. Because I was like, well, I'm not going to go. You know, I'm not comfortable with this dude that's seen me have, you know, naked, showery. Like, I was like, I gotta get, I'm going to get out of this hostel. I wasn't even tired. I was just like, you know, I just want to go explore. So I do remember that. So that was the worst. That was the worst hostel. 
Um, but I, I wasn't in there long. I didn't do hostels long because one thing that I did do when I was backpacking, and this is something that you can do, um, but it's one of those things where it's a risk, you know, um, but you can couch surf. Uh, I did couch surfing. So what couch surfing is, is a platform that you can use to meet people all over the world. And basically, they just let you stay at their place, stay and sleep on their couch for free, for free, no money. Um, and that's what I did, too. Uh, so I actually found a fellow pole dancer um, through couch surfing. And I stayed um, and she had like a small apartment. She was actually this really cute. Um, fuck. She was from Martinique. Martinique, uh, which is a small, tiny little island. It's a French-owned um, island. She was black, beautiful, dark-skinned black girl, and she was super cool, and she let me stay on her floor. Um, she's like, here, I have a bed for you on the floor, you know, and I was like, thank you. Like, she was so sweet. We, she took me dancing. We did kazumba. Like, I don't know if you guys know what kazumba is. It's kind of like a salsa and juke mix of dancing. It was so much fun. She's like, I'm into kazumba. Do you want to go to kazumba? I'm like, I don't know what the fuck that is, but let's go, you know? Um, that was in Paris. And it was super fun. And I was like, oh, you know, so I couch surfed um, in a couple places. I also couch surfed in Portugal. And I found another pole dancer where she actually let me stay on her floor or in her in her house. Super nice girl. Again, super nice. Um, and yeah, let me stay for free. I ended up training with her, too. And, you know, we did some pole jamming. And so it was really fun. Portugal was really great, too. Um, yeah. That was fun. And then um, I ex so I did that. I stayed in Lisbon with her um, in Portugal. But then I also did um, couch surfing where I got the name of this guy from a friend. She uh, she recommended him, but he ended up being kind of this like needy older man. And she loved him. She was like, girl, he's great. I couch surfed at his place for free. He was awesome. But he was like kind of mad because like when I stayed, it was in Porto, 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 Portugal, uh, Portugal, whatever you want to say. Um, and he was kind of mad that I didn't like want to hang out with him and his like old buddies. I was like, dude, like, like, cause like the first night I was like cordial. It was not only me. It was like me and this other Spanish guy. We were both couch surfing and he was staying in the room too. And yeah, like this guy was like, you know, he like, hey, okay, you know, I got there and I was like, I was like, thank you. You know, I was like, you know, I fully expected me to just be able to go on my own like I have been doing, but he was just kind of like, come with me, you know, and then, you know, took me to with some of his old people and we were like hanging out and having drinks and I was just like, dude, I, I don't want to hang out with you and your old, your old ass friends. Like, I want to go and explore, you know, I appreciate your couch, but you know, so I did that. Like, I remember the first night, but then like, as the like night, I think I stayed there a couple nights, but like, as the nights went on, I just kind of was like, okay, I'm going to go here, you know, or me and that other guy, like the guy that was staying in the room with me, we're going to go explore here. And he was just kind of like, oh, okay. Like, you know, he was like kind of hurt, like butthurt about it. And I was like, bro, bro, like chill. So yeah. Um, yeah, it was, that was interesting. That was very interesting. Um, <laughs> so yeah, couch surfing. Um, and I know what you're saying. You're probably like, what the fuck? Like, how are you just able to trust these people right I mean the only reason I stayed with him was because I had a reference like my homegirl in Chicago was like he's cool he ain't going like fuck with you and I was like I cool but he ended up being kind of just like an old man that was just like wanting friends you know which is fine but I just was like not about it you know um but the, you do risk you know you do have I've, I've heard stories of like girls that like couch surf and then they these guys would try to like you know 
wait they would wake up and these guys would be like staring at them and like jacking off and shit it was just you know it's it's one of those things you know what, what is it's just kind of like airbnb like you leave like comment you leave like feedback like you give each other ratings and stuff like that so like you read the ratings on the people and then you know you just determine whether you want to fuck with it or not you know it's up to you you know it's free so what can you really do you know if you're cheap if you're poor and you want to travel that's what you got to do right so yeah I remember doing that so that's how I saved a lot of money as well I ended up um I ended up couch surfing a few few places so that's how I was able to save that um but yeah, that was that was a really fun experience, though. I do remember that I had a good time in Portugal, like the wine there. I remember the the wine that's native to like Portugal is port, port wine. I don't know if you're familiar with port wine. It's quite sweet. It's like almost like a dessert wine. I remember I went to like a winery and got fucked up. I just like because I went there and I went for like a wine tasting. And I remember I got so fucking drunk. I was just like stumbling back to the like the, the couch surfing guy's house I was like wow. it was funny so anyways but um yeah that was a really fun experience though um let's see where else did I go during the backpacking trip I'm telling you the highlights because honestly like I went to 14 countries um but I'm really kind of like getting on the high I went to Singapore Singapore's nice um it's just hella expensive Singapore's fucking expensive it's uh it's it's like a, it's in it's in Asia. So Singapore is it's technically a city state. They call it a city state, I think. And it's a very metropolitan Asian country, but it's very small. It is its own country, but it's like a city state. It's really tiny. So you can you can see the whole entire Singapore in like a couple days. Like it's really small. But really cool because um their their laws are quite unique because you in order to like have a car there you have to have like like money like stupid money like in in order just to have a license to own a vehicle you have to pay like ten thousand dollars it's crazy so like most of the singaporeans don't have vehicles and if they do have a vehicle you know they have money and even like so like just to get the license to drive it's like for for example it's like somewhere around ten thousand dollars right but that doesn't include the cost of your car like you could be driving around in a basic like Ford sedan car and that shit would be like you still have to pay for that car and the cars like are like, really, really expensive. So like, um, yeah, so like you can't afford a car, you know, like, and, and if you want a really, really nice car, oh, you got to pay out the ass for that car. So so because they do that, there's very little um, traffic, very little traffic, very little, you know emissions because there's not many vehicles because people people can't afford it but i will tell you that the public trans system is excellent in singapore i remember i didn't even need a car getting around on the train and everything was awesome i didn't have to worry about a car um but everything was it was not cheap you know my again that hostel there was probably like 35 bucks a night um you know, and for an Asian quote unquote country, like that's really expensive, you know, like um, typically if you're in Asia and you're backpacking like in Thailand or Vietnam, like, you know, these you can get away with hostels for like seven bucks, 10 bucks at most, you know, like, you know, but seven, 10, 12 bucks, like super cheap. But this one was like more, you know, and I was only there for like three days, I think. And I remember by the third day I was like, well, I've seen everything. So <laughs> I'm ready to go, you know, Um the food there was good, though. They have these, like, hawker stations where, like, they have all these influx of, like, different 
different ethnic foods. So that was really fucking cool. Um, they have these like beautiful, oh, they have that one hotel. Fuck. It's been so long since I've been there. It's like this beautiful hotel with this like giant, like beautiful pool on the top of it. Fuck. I can't remember the name. I'm sorry, guys. I'm not prepared. Um, and then there's these beautiful structures, like these beautiful lit structures. Oh, garden sand bays, something like that. That's what Marina San Marina San Bay is coming to me. It's coming to me. It's coming to me. Marina San Bay is something like that. And um, that's where that like hotel is at. And then there's these huge structures with like, they're kind of like these giant flower, like, like lit up and it's like really pretty, but it's like futuresque there, you know? So really cool. That's a really cool. Oh, but it is fucking hot. It's fucking Singapore. So fucking hot. So, um, yeah, just be prepared for that. And it's it's like that year round. So it's not like, oh, I'll go during the season where it's cooler. Nah, it's going to be like 100 degrees every fucking day. It's like, I don't know how people can live there. It's too fucking hot. So <laughs> I can't. Like, at least in Bangkok, like in Thailand, like, there are like the cooler seasons, like the wet seasons or like the rainy seasons. But and those it gets down to like 70s and like it's comfortable, you know. But fucking Singapore, shit, it's like high year round, yo. It's like you never get a break. So I was like, fuck that shit. So, yeah. That was cool for what it was, <laughs> but I was just like, all right, you know, it was expensive. I didn't, I didn't like to, I didn't want to, I was backpacking, you know, I don't, I don't want to go to places and spend a lot of money, you know? Um, but one place, but the, but I did, I remember I did buy a lot of shit in Japan. Like I bought so much shit in Japan that I had to buy an extra, um, suitcase cause it's Japan. Fuck. It's Japan. Everything's fucking cool. Everything is dope as fuck. All the little knickknacks and food, candy. Um, yeah, I bought everything and I had to buy another, you know, suitcase because I just couldn't fit everything in there. So, um, so yeah. Um, but yeah, there's definitely, um, I know you're probably like, okay, this is great. You know, I, I appreciate that, you know, you're giving these tips, but you know, it's still expensive, right? Like how do you, how are you finding these flights? Like how are you finding these cheap flights? Right. Um, so I can give you some, some of the, websites I use to to find cheaper flights because again when you're traveling within like Asia like if you're in Thailand you want to go to like Cambodia or Thailand or go to Taiwan or whatever like those flights are super cheap like if you're there already like those flights will be like 40 bucks 50 bucks 60 bucks round trip um same as Europe you know if you want to fly within Europe those flights aren't going to be crazy as either um, they're going to be quite cheap, like hundred bucks, 120 bucks, whatever. It just depends. Now with COVID, I don't even know. I mean, this was back in 2015. So shit. I mean, flights are like dirt fucking cheap now. Um, I mean, me and my partner are going to Arizona and I only paid like 22 bucks or some shit. I did use miles. I did use miles too. So, you know, that's the only reason we're going. Um, but yeah, I mean, there are some, some, websites and I do list them on my blog but eDreams was great I booked a lot of my flights through eDreams um eDreams the letter e and then dreams that was great I booked majority of my flights through that um and then when you're in Europe Ryanair is super cheap um I, I booked a lot of my flights uh, with Ryanair um so yeah there were there were lots of like you know deals and then Air Asia was really cheap too when I was in Asia. Air Asia, I would go on that website. It was like cheap flights. Um, yeah, I, I did. I remember that. 
it was really, really cheap. So Lion Air is another one in Asia. That was for like Indonesian, I think, flights. So um, yeah, I list them on my blog, but definitely look into that because you can also find really cheaper flights. Like, you know, you don't have to pay like crazy amounts of money. Now, this is if you have the time, you know, I you know, quit my job and I, or I I didn't quit technically when I was at that graphic design job. I just left like the job was doing, not doing well. And they were like, does anybody want to leave for three months and take a sabbatical unpaid? I was like, "Uh, me sign me the fuck up. You know, by that time I saved a good amount of money and I was just like, I'm going. So, but, um, yeah, nowadays things are just quite different because of COVID. Um, but, you know, with everything that's going on right now, who you can definitely churn and get those miles up. You know, right now is a great time to churn and accumulate those miles. So that way, when things, you know, go back to quote unquote normal, if that ever is a thing, um, you can have all these miles and then you can just book your flights with your miles and save tons and tons of money. So, um, yeah, I literally 34 countries, guys, I went to 34 countries. So, you know, and I'm, I'm just, a regular ass bitch. I don't got money like that. You know what I'm saying? I really don't. But you don't have to have a ton of money. You just got to be smart. You know, you just got to like learn how to like trick the system, you know, with all these credit cards, like you, you also have to be smart because some of these credit cards are going to have like annual fees. Um, you don't want You want to avoid those. Most credit cards like United or whatever, they would like waive the first year, that annual fee, the first year, most credit cards, they're going to be like $95 annual fee. Uh, waived the first year. So what I would do is I would do the, I would spend the thousand dollars to get that $50,000, $50,000 bonus, 50,000 mile bonus. I'm sorry. And then from there, I would, I would have the card open for one year, but right before they were going to charge me the annual fee, I would close the card. So I would get the, I would get the miles and I would like not have to pay the annual fee anymore. So yeah, um, win-win. So credit card companies, let's just say they hate me. Okay. Cause I scam, their, they scam people like crazy and I scam their asses. I would scam the fuck out of credit cards. Cause I would do this all the time to us, all the different credit cards. I've ha- I've pretty much opened almost every credit card you can think of. Uh, not, not, there's still, there's still many I haven't, but like I've had, I don't know, shit. 40 credit cards at one point it was it was ridiculous um and I still have good credit yeah my credit's like at 772 right now or something so you just have to be smart because you also can't you also have to be smart because if you close a bunch of credit cards as well that doesn't that hurts your credit too so you kind of have to like really you know jumble and just be really mindful of that so um it takes some time to really get used to it but um yeah, what one app that really helped me was mint.com. That's mint.com and I'll put that in the show notes. Um it's an app where you can kind of see all of your finances and all of your like every all your accounts in one platform. Cuz like obviously with all these credit cards you're like, "Kim, how the fuck did you keep organized with all these fucking credit cards, right?" So if you have mint.com, it's free. It's a free app. You can sign up. It's totally safe. I've been using it for years, okay? Lots of people use it. If you haven't already used mint.com, it's fucking awesome, right? Um, and so you can put your bank information in there. So all your bank banks that you have, all your banking accounts, checking accounts, saving accounts. You can also put your credit card accounts. I mean, every credit card, even like 
Victoria's Secret credit cards, like all those credit cards, they put all into you put it all into the system, and even if you have like Fidelity and four hundred one ks, loans, you know, student loans, you can put all of that in one platform, and you can view it and see it right there. You know, so that way too, if one of your credit cards was was stolen and somebody was you know using your credit card, you would get the notification. You would see like I check Mint.com every single day, all day every day. Because it's one platform that I can look at and see how my finances are doing. One place with all my different credit cards, all my bank accounts, everything. So it's super awesome and it's free. So you can't go wrong with that. So definitely do that. I'll put that in the show notes. Um, So yeah, but um, we're super excited because we're going to Arizona um, in a few days. Super, super hype. I can't wait to just at least you know, get out there and get with nature again. I love to hike, big ass hiker. So, um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to get out there. So yeah, I maybe, you know, who knows, maybe we'll do a little fun something videos and things when we're out there and, you know, you guys can see it on my YouTube or something. We'll see. We'll see how I go. But, um, I've been talking so much. I really hope you guys aren't like, Oh, this bitch talks too fucking much. Let me look at my notes. Yeah, so that's just a little bit about travel and how to help you guys with during this time. Um, kind of like, yeah, you guys can start to churn, you know. If you guys have good credit, like, apply for those credit cards, get those miles, get those bonus miles, take advantage of the system, fuck the system. Like, credit cards rape people and ruin people's credit. Like, do it to them. Who cares? Like, fuck them. Like, I, I enjoyed getting those bonus miles and then closing my cards. I had no fucking guilt at all. I was like, fuck you guys. So, ha, huh, I just got all your miles for free. Ha, huh, you know, and I didn't have to pay no fee. Ha, huh, I loved it. Oh, another big thing with credit cards is when you pay your credit cards, always pay them. Now, this is kind of, it's kind of like, okay. So in order to not get interest fees on your credit cards, you have to make sure you pay them after the after the bank sees the amount. So say, for example, I racked up my credit card for a thousand dollars. Right. I have a credit card of a, I have a, a limit of whatever. I have a balance, a thousand dollars on my balance. Right. So my my bank receives that notification from my credit card on August 3rd. Right now. August 3rd, you have about, I'd say, three-ish days, three days in this limbo period to pay that balance off completely. And if you pay that balance off in full, you will not have to pay any interest fees. Does that make sense? I really hope that makes sense. I really hope that makes sense. So, like, basically, you have to make sure that the the credit bureau company sees that your credit is like you actually spent the card. Cause what I was doing a lot was I was using these credit cards and I was like, Oh my God, itching so bad to pay them off. Cause I was like, I hate having this crazy balance on my credit cards. It eats me up inside. So I would pay them off right away, but you have, you can't do that. You have to wait, right? So you have to wait until the credit bureau sees that you have a credit card and that you spent a thousand dollars on there. So basically when you get your monthly due bill, right? When you get your bill in the mail that says, Hey Kim, you owe this amount. Please pay it by this date, right? If you pay it before that date, then you are good. You 
pay your balance in full, not just the, the minimum balance. Don't ever pay your minimum balance on credit cards, guys. If you have the money, please pay more because that's how they get you. That's how they fuck you in the end, right? Because they're, 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 they know people. They know that people, times are hard. They're like, all right, this person's going to be paying the minimum balance on this card for up team up amount of days or years or whatever and they just get all that extra interest on you and they're they're just racking up money on you right but if you pay your credit card in full you don't you don't don't you don't have to pay the interest you do not have to pay any extra money so you just basically got miles for free and you didn't have to use your own debit card so even if you have to take money out of your savings take it out of your savings and pay off your credit card because in the end ultimately you're going to be helping yourself because you're not going to have to pay that interest because that interest fucks you, right? And it doesn't, you don't get anything out of it, right? So I understand we all have different, we all have different financial, you know, things going on right now. So, but I'm just saying, if you can pay your credit card in full before that date, that way you don't get that bill, that extra interest charge. So yeah, let's go ahead and go on to our next segment. And that is meditate, masturbate and medicate so it's our another weekly segment um and this week i chose meditate meditate um for the you you know for the stressed out people out there in the world i can't vouch for meditation enough it's amazing um really really helps with stress please meditate like now meditation is not easy in a sense like when you when you first start off right it's hard. I'm not going to lie to you. I struggle with it to this day, but I try to set aside time to, I give myself that gift of at least, I don't even care, five to 10 minutes a day where you're setting aside time to sit and just be alone with your thoughts, right? And it's really difficult with everything that's going on right now. I know, I know the world is a fucking shit show mess, right? But this app is amazing. It's called the Insight Timer app. All right. It's Insight Timer app. All right, and I will put it in the show notes if you don't know what the name is. Um, I have an Apple, I have an iPhone, so I, I'm pretty sure it's on Android too, but it's called Insight Timer app. And that app is amazing because it's a free app and you can use that app for meditation. Um, I use it every single day and I use it also at nights. What's really, really cool is that they have these free like white noises that you can have on. Um, I don't know about you guys, but, you know, to go to sleep at night, it really helps for me to have some sort of like white noise on. Um, so I put on like water running or um, I like fire cracking, like firework, like from a fireplace crackling. Like that's so nice. But usually like water running or like rain. Um, that shit feels so good. And it just kind of like just it just rocks you to fucking sleep. Um, and they have all different times. Like so they have some that are three hours long, one hour long, 30 minutes, 10 minutes, all different types. And they're all free, all free. Um, and then they also have a really cool function where you can set your timer for a specific time and they have the little gong, the little ding, and you can set that time and it'll have, you can choose like music in the background or have beat silent, whatever you want and just meditate. It's so great. It's so great. And I use it every single day. So if you guys need some help with um, meditation, I highly, highly, highly recommend that app. I love it to death. So yeah, just a little tidbit for you guys. It's free. You know, can't go wrong with that. So yeah. All right. So yeah, so it's now it's time for the quote of the day. 
quote of the day. This one I felt would be really, really nice to go with this um, travel savings type of, you know, episode. Um, so this is the, tr- this is the, yeah, so this is the quote. It's, I would rather own a little and see the world than own the world and see a little of it. And that is by Alexander Sadler. Wonderful. Good shit. Good shit. Good shit. All right. I have talked a lot. Um, so yeah, I appreciate you guys listening in. Uh, let me know your thoughts. Do you guys, did you guys like what you heard? Um, really open to feedback. I want to kind of open up the world into, you know, this lifestyle that I have and share as much knowledge as I have. Um, you know, I'm still learning myself, so I'm also wanting to hurt, learn from other, from you guys. So tell me stuff, um, tweet me, um, Instagram me, um, you can, um, leave a comment in the comments on Apple podcasts. Um, I do wish that you guys would help us sista out. Please, please, please rate, subscribe and comment in the Apple podcast link. Um, it will always help um, with sponsors. So please, please, please do that. Um, even if it's bad, I don't care. Just give me comments. Like, I want to see what you guys write. I, li- I do read them. I read every single one. I laugh. I smile. It makes me feel really good. So please rate, please subscribe, and please share. Please share with your family and friends. If this is some good feedback, if this is some good notes, good tips that you guys are getting, please share the knowledge. You know, I'm all here for um, saving, you know, for everybody. I'm here to... I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm thirsty. Oh, Lord. I need to go. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that's the episode, guys. Um, episode three, I really hope you guys enjoyed it. A little bit of travel knowledge and help for you guys. And thanks so much for joining me. I'll see you guys next week. Kimbo out. Brought to you by the Rick Dog Network. Shoot the damn dog.